Thanks for joining us. Hey, welcome. This is the Real Estate Lab podcast coming to you live streamed every Friday from 2.30 to 3. We're here to answer questions and interact with buyers, sellers, investors, uh, people interested in the Austin market. So feel free to pop your questions in or hit us up after this with your questions. Um, today's podcast, we're going to be talking about suburb living versus city life, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I'm going to go around and introduce everybody. They can introduce themselves. Ian, why don't we start with you? Hey, everybody. My name is Ian. I go by Ian of Austin everywhere on the internet. I am with The Real Broker LLC. I don't think that matters to most consumers, but yeah, it's a, it's a good place. You can reach me, like I said, Ian of Austin. Thanks. Liberty for facilitating. I'll go next. <laughs> Crystal here with Keller Williams Realty in the Northwest Market Center. What's up, everybody? JJ Tolentino with the Next Level Property Group, also at Keller Williams Realty. Great. We're four realtors working in the Austin and surrounding areas. Um, my name is Liberty Walker. I'm with Pure Realty, serving the Austin area, as well as Cedar Park, Round Rock, Kyle Buda. Um, so let's start off our podcast today with uh, our first topic is living in a suburb. And so one thing you might think of is space. So when you choose to live a little bit outside the city, you're going to get some more space. So do I have anybody that has some insight on that? Well, I, I think do. we all have insight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I can go first. Um, so basically, I actually just recently went from city living to suburbs. And one thing that I've noticed, and I think everyone actually kind of knows about me personally, um, is that it's actually the suburbs are actually much more quieter. Um, it, I guess it just depends on what neighborhood you are, though. But I do like the quietness and the peacefulness and um, the walkability. Anyone else? Yeah. What do you think, JJ? So I'm going to set the tone. I'm taking a stance for the downtown dwellers because I'm in a higher rise myself, although a majority of my sales are really in the suburbs because that's kind of the way Austin's growing in a lot, a lot of ways. I would say space is kind of subjective. Like I think most people think about land lot and square footage where you can definitely get more in the burbs. But I think about space like I walk out and there's like green space, like a like a little park or a commercial space or, you know, a bar space or a restaurant space. So definitely not your own space. So that's 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 kind of the give and take. It's, it's more of a shared space. And that's that's my take on advantageous space downtown. So so having said that, JJ, you're kind of spreading out, you're using the space around you to go into, that's your your home space. What about the pandemic? Now that you can't do as much stuff as you 
you used to. I mean, has that changed your view of your your condo? Actually, it has. It sucked at first. Uh, and I used to do weird things like go to the parking garage instead of go outside. <laughs> Sorry. I know, it was like a weird thing, but like, also, it's not like everybody's coming, you know, like there's no South by Southwest, there's no AC. Mm, yeah. So when I go outside, it's it's uh, it's still okay because everybody has adjusted. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's different and just like living through it. It's some weird stuff. Like like I go on my balcony a lot more. It's a still a nice space and you can get cool views and stuff depending on where you're at downtown. But uh, yeah, that's kind of my relationship with space these days. Ian, do you live in a neighborhood that's walkable? Can you walk to go get coffee in Round Rock? Yes. No. I can ride my bike. <laughs> that's a, that's an uh, interesting question. So as far as space goes, I think, yes, you get a lot of space when you're considering internally for the price, right? But also um, that means it's further away. Things are generally further away. So unless it's a master planned suburban community or well-planned community, it's hard to make sure that space is functional. So functional space is maybe what what I'm thinking. Because if I do want to walk to a coffee shop, I'm not walking. I'm getting on my bike, right? Just where I'm at. Um, and some neighborhoods, they might have a coffee shop right nearby. But most of the time, it's a lot of houses sprawled together. You don't have the mixed use or the mixed development. Yes, I agree. And I would also say maybe public transport looks a little different too. Because when I was working downtown, I'd hop on the bus, get across town for lunch, come back. But, you know, living in a the outer skirts suburb area now, a little bit East Austin, I mean, it, it, that would be like an hour trek with, with the bus routes out here. So that's a little bit different for me too. Mm-hmm. So what about um, kind of when you're thinking about purchasing um, a property, you might consider different things like, school districts and you know the sellability of a property does what do you think about that crystal when you decided to buy your home did you think about school districts and like would that kind of sway you to move into a suburb area versus a city area i guess i kind of thought about it more that they are closer to more favorable schools so like, I guess it, like whenever I'm ready to, you know, start a family, um, I'll already be close to these schools that I would want my child to go to. So I guess sort of, I don't know, being young, I'm only 24 years old. <laughs> I didn't really have that in mind, but um, Round Rock is still has a, like overall a good school district. So I'm glad that I'm here and hopefully staying here for a, a long time. Yeah, I think Round Rock has the, if you Google the best school in the United States, Round Rock's on the top five. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that is really, I never thought about that. I have two young children. They're, they're still a ways from kindergarten, but I'm starting to think about that. Maybe even the current neighborhood I'm in, I might need to go to Round Rock. I don't know. <laughs> so I think what's interesting is the pandemic especially has thrown off our trajectory with school planning, but Mm. oftentimes parents were more concerned about how many 
children were in a class. And so if you could have either more opportunities for schools or smaller classes, I think that's a big consideration for a lot of people. And, and oftentimes if it's in a city, more densely populated area, you're gonna have a larger um, class size. So I think that's a big factor for, for a lot of people. What about grocery stores? JJ, where do you go grocery shopping downtown? Dude, so I live on 3rd and Oasis. There is a Trader Joe's like a few blocks away. Nice. And it is awesome. I mean, it, it's cool to, especially like with the little one, I have a one-year-old. So instead of like a car seat and like, I get nervous when I drive with my baby, but uh, we like take a wagon and make like a walk out of it. And even a few more blocks away is a Whole Foods which is conveniently there, but jokingly can call it whole paycheck too. Uh, yeah. But the, <laughs> the training yeah. is, super, is super awesome. And they have like, I like their frozen dinners. Like I don't cook a whole lot. <laughs> their frozen dinners are off the hook. What about your Costco runs? Like where are you going to store all your toilet paper? <laughs> like That's your true. 60 no. rolls, you know? It depends. Go to Costco. <laughs> it won't. I know. Yeah, they don't have the space for 60 rolls. That's the difference. Exactly. Right? So I guess you really have to think about what your family dynamic is. Mm -hmm. You know, are you shopping week to week or are you doing those like once a month runs to Costco? Because oh, if you man. live downtown, yeah. it might not be as fun in your wagon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could get more square footage space. I'm still working on it, but it's a puzzle. It's like Tetris. It's like three dimensional Tetris. <laughs> all the time fitting stuff in closets and planning all that stuff. And I think that's the, that's the trade-off, right? Like is that walk to Trader Joe's worth, you know, missing out on Costco and having that stash at that value and all that. So that's, that's what I'm working with right now. I mean, my family's growing, so we're, 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 we're starting to burst at the seams at this point. Mm. Yeah, that's my relationship with uh, grocery stores. So real quick, how, how often are you actually walking to Trader Joe's? Dude, I got, like with groceries and stuff. Like you do really walk back with grocery bags? Yeah. Like maybe Seriously? Just, oh my gosh. Like I'll I can't just even go, imagine it. I'll just go back and forth like a, like a lunch walk, but I'll actually grab a few things at the same time. Oh. It's like a constant... I'm like a mouse or something, just like <laughs> or little ants. I see your, every time I every time I see your stories and you're going to Trader Joe's, I see you and your kid in the wagon. <laughs> yeah. See, that's nice. Oh, that becomes your your walk, your family walk. So that's that's different. Now right? that is like, one that's... reason to follow JJ right there. To so <laughs> him and his adult child going in the wagon to Trader Joe's. Yeah. That's so can cool. we talk about commutes? I mean, for us we might be a little bit skewed because we are driving all around everywhere. That's, that's part of our job. Mm -hmm. But what about, what about the person that works nine to five downtown and that lives in Round Rock or commutes from Leander, Liberty Hill, as, as their suburbs keep sprawling out, you're going to just keep adding more time to your commute. Crystal, do you have anybody that you have worked with that's mentioned their commute times? Yes. So um, my brother, he he's a PA at a clinic in South Austin, and we moved all the way down to Round Rock. And our, re our, our reason for that 
was because it was just more affordable. So I think if you kind of like think about, um, I guess the the price of the home versus how much you're spending on gas, it's like, it kind of like balances out. With, so like, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he's one of the people that I know has to have a, has a pretty long commute, uh, but it kind of balances out with the affordability of the home versus affordability of living downtown. That is a commute. Yeah. So when I, so I came from Chicago, it was, when it would snow, <laughs> when it would snow, it would add 30 minutes to my drive to work, add. So that means it was normal to drive an hour in the snow to get to work. And that's how everybody felt. Like that's just the way it was. So when I came here, it wasn't a problem at all. Uh, but most people, I would say, if they have to have a strict schedule, obviously I'm not, you know, realtor, our, our times are flexible. But if, if someone's moving here, my answers would be, if the commute worries you, think about if it's more than half an hour, you can change your job time that's one option, or you can pay for tolls. Exactly, because those are your options. Coming in and making things very convenient. Mm -hmm. The tolls, the tolls out yeah. to Liberty Hill, the tolls, the one thirty that goes all the way down, and yeah. the speed limit's eighty-five. I know, I love it. I love it too, right? It's perfect. Because <laughs> I, because then I, I always go eighty-five. So now at least right. I won't get a ticket. Eighty-five really means ninety, though. <laughs> I was gonna say you did minimum of eighty. <laughs> What'd you say you do 44? What was that, JJ? 94. Nice. I do like a little. Yeah, just so you're not at that 10, 10 speed uh, over. Yeah. So ridiculous. So, so I know this is also like a subjective question, but we talk about the safety of a neighborhood and that's mm. kind of hard to gauge. Um, but JJ, have you experienced any any kind of crime in your uh, parking garage that, that you've witnessed? Oh, I thought, oh, you look so I want to hear it. I want to hear it. The story that comes to mind, besides the protest and what happened on Congress and all that, uh, I'll put it like this. My wife's not very happy with that aspect of it. <laughs> but at the same time, I do feel like from like a cultural diversity point, like this is real, like if these protests and, you know, like very extreme socioeconomic differences, mm -hmm. like that's, that's the real world. And you, you could be tucked away somewhere that's safe and you don't see a lot of these extreme things happening in a weird way. I'm, I'm so warped. I've been living here for a minute and I have to make sense of it all. Right. It's just like, this is diversity. This is culture. This is what's happening. And you just have to know that that's, that's part of it. Like when you're at the central business district, when you're in the capital of Texas and you know, you're that blueberry County and the tomato soup and everything that's going on. And you got city hall over there. People are going to protest and all that stuff. <laughs> that's in a blue, blue, red. You got that? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not for everybody, but if you could stomach it, it it's it's really interesting. And Definitely. at least you're you're up real high, so no one can get in your window. 
my story was actually yeah but when he's walking to trader joe's i can tell you my story now okay so the story was uh a transient person got into the building and the elevators because you can always piggyback on to like the fob or the the mm. person so then these like alarms on our phones we're, we're getting text messages from management like somebody is in the building with a knife and they're like checking if doors are open and right now they're on the 34th floor and then i'll check the phone again it's like oh now they're in the parking garage and i'm like oh my god and then i, I text my neighbor th this crazy story and he's like dude that guy actually tried to open my door wow yeah so that's that was the first story when you talked about uh safety because i felt safe being up here but you know there's also a lot of people running around the building yeah that sounds scary yeah with, in my with my experience living downtown there was i pretty much lived right my backyard I, it was an apartment so i'm just gonna say my backyard which is like kind of just over the fence of the apartment complex was pretty much where all the homeless people were kind of situated in their tents and everything so I don't know if you saw like that YouTube video or like on Reddit or something, but someone posted on Reddit. Uh, he was like a resident here in Austin, but he pretty much filmed the progression from like March of the beginning of the year to like, I think it was like August. And it just kind of really, it grew a lot. The homelessness community, just like right there, just in that park, it kind of just filled up that park. So, um, and I was like right behind it. So that was kind of where I was a little, you know, concerned about my safety and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, now suburbs is completely different or sometimes I guess just, it just depends on the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. That was my experience living downtown. <laughs> yeah, that's been a, I mean, it's, it's a lot of the city policies too that allowed it. And now yeah, that's, that's kind of where our city is going. Like those other bigger cities, you know, you go to like the New York city or San Francisco and you're like, what the heck is going on? And I feel like we're starting to hit that amount of, you know, uh, population growth and the, the city faculty, like they can't really handle it. So it, it starts to grow a certain way. What do you think, yeah. Liberty, about the safety, the difference? Well, I think in my experience, you know, there is going to, at least in the neighborhoods that I've lived in, there there's crime it's just different kinds of crime yeah yeah um, you know whether you know when i lived closer to downtown i didn't have a car you know but now that i live away from downtown my car is out and exposed and so that's you know had some issues with it being parked out there and in my specific neighborhood i'm i'm still i consider myself pretty close to downtown still i can get to downtown on a bike and so um, I, you know, I still see it's not as much, but definitely the homeless population spreads out or the people experiencing a state of homelessness. And um, but, you know, it, it just depends, I think. And what you feel comfortable with, you could get into a gated community with a gate that closes. You know, yeah. I don't... so let's talk about a gated community for a minute. When I first moved here, sit almost six years ago now, six years in February, I moved into a gated community. The gate didn't work because the apartment complex that we moved into didn't care. 
my motorcycle was stolen and that was terrible. So they just picked it up and took it. And it was really frustrating. And the police that had come to take the report. I, I, I can see that happening. I never heard too many stories like that. Oh my God. I'm in a, a motorcycle group on Facebook and a lot of people, it happens very frequently. Jeez. I your motorcycle yeah. Garage. Yeah. Because you can just pick it up. They're so light. So I, if ever I were back in Austin proper, I would absolutely have not just low jack, but um, everything in locked storage. Because statistically, if you have more people, you may have more crime. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the population thing, right? Like the more right. people, you're going to get a certain percentage of people doing this or that. And yeah. you know, even to stay factual, I always tell like investors, buyers, clients, customers. To, to look at the Austin Police Department stats, like they have it broken yes. down pretty. It's public. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's public. It tells you like if it's a you know an assault, if it's you know a carjacking, if it's theft, if it's yeah. you know it's it, it's all there. And just like Liberty said, it, it's all kind of different. Like I heard, uh, University of Texas is the like top space for uh, bicycle thefts, not motorcycles, but. Oh, you know? okay. And that makes sense. Yeah. And does that make it like a bad spot? It's like, there's just a lot of kids with bikes. So that's the spot. You know what it is? It's a lot of kids with bikes that don't lock them. Yeah. You know? Uh, right. So whose fault is it really? I mean, I mean, we know whose fault it is, but what I'm saying is opportunity. People take crimes of opportunity means right. if it's sitting there, it's like, well, they didn't lock it up. They must not care. That's the mentality of a lot of people. I'm not saying it's right. But that's how people think. So if you make it more difficult, they won't go through the effort. Same thing happened uh, where I live now. And I mean, we're in a, high, a, a very low crime, statistically low crime community. Uh, I mean, you can see a, a woman, 75 years old, walking her puppy at nine at night after the uh, sun's down and everything. Not a problem at all. Thing is, I remember one evening I had gone out to my car and a backpack was stolen. I had two cell phones in there, uh, a laptop and a couple chargers. So police came, they took the report, all that sort of stuff. Later it was found at a lake down the street. Well, what had happened is I just didn't lock my car. If I would have locked my car, this wouldn't have happened. So, and then I look at my cameras and what's happening is these kids are just, they walk around and check, they just check, check doors. They're kids, they're bored, and they're just walking around checking doors. Oh, mm -hmm. hey, one's open. They didn't even, here's the worst part. When I got the, the backpack back, which I did from the police officers, they brought it back and one cell phone was missing. Everything else was there and just wet. So they didn't even take anything. The laptop was worth way more than this old cell phone I had. Didn't make any sense, kids. You know what else could give you a good uh, neighborhood indication is, uh, well, I don't know if you could go on every, like other neighborhood next doors. The next door is like full of like stuff like that. And then you could see if, yeah. it's, like, if people are just stealing stuff off the front porch or if they're yeah. like, what type There's of- There's also uh, neighborhood uh, Facebook groups. At least yes. mine does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are worth, worth checking out for sure. So between that and the, police stats 
I do need to get a glimpse of what's going on. Yeah, so just do your due diligence. I follow the Austin Police Department Twitter just yeah. sometimes because there's funny stuff, but there's a lot of serious stuff too. But it's interesting to find to see that pop up, the different things that are happening. So we're we have about seven minutes left, and I really want us to kind of leave with our our takeaways and just kind of say what we prefer you know jj you said you're staying strong you're gonna stay downtown you know <laughs> if everyone could maybe say just touch a little bit about what they love about their particular neighborhood hmm. crystal what do you think about is there anything that you um, love about your neighborhood shopping you know because i know a lot of in cedar park you know if you if your reason is well i want to live downtown austin because i love hop dotties like there's hop dotties in Cedar Park now. Yeah, they're all over. Yeah, they're all over. I mean, they're you know, yeah. and so that's. I hear people say stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so I actually live pretty close. Um, to I have really easy access to I-35, uh, which is really close to. Um, I got have, like I'm five minutes away from the Round Rock hop dotty, and then uh, just up my street, there's like four gas stations, a tiny little shopping center, there's the Randalls, there's. Yeah, it's just really convenient. There's a five minute, five minutes away of an HEV. So I just kind of like the convenience of living in a suburb. Um, it's quiet, um, just easy access to a bunch of restaurants versus, I mean, I know in the city when I lived in like in downtown, I also had access to a bunch of other more trendy, um, like E6, you know, stuff like that. Um, but I didn't like the, um, and I, I like that, you know, the easy access to those places, but I also didn't like the uh, the noise, the crime. Um, yeah. When I lived there, actually, during one of the protests, people were uh, that target that got, you know, looted. Um, I, I lived like right across the street from that. So, yeah. But yeah, I like the suburbs more than the city overall. So you're going to stay put. Yeah, I'm going to stay put. <laughs> about you Ian oh I have a lot of feelings I don't know if that's a good thing You're <laughs> uh, well I, I I'm not gonna say that I'm for or against anything I could see myself it depends on resources right if if you look at price per square foot I can get a lot more for my money in the suburbs when it comes to space and land but uh, and I'm I'm lately I'm partial to a lot of things like we have our mini bikes, our, our motorcycles, a lot of toys. Um, and so land, I want to buy an RV. We were talking about a boat. Uh, having the toys, needing the space to put them, you can't do that in the city. Um, I'm sorry, you can, but minimum price point starts at 1.5 million, right? To, to be able to have enough land and enough internal space to both grow a family and have uh all your toys on your property, mm -hmm. specifically on your property. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I sit right now. I'm thinking the next place we move, we're looking to move again. It will probably be related to, uh, it'll probably be related to um, space, being able to put out like some tiny homes, maybe rent out some Airbnbs or something and just not have anyone breathing down our necks about it. I know a, a tiny home and you know, you've got to look at your zoning when you're thinking about tiny homes. Cause I thought I was far enough away to have one back there, but mm 
Nope. Not permanent, at least. <laughs> what about you, JJ? Are you going to stay in the city? Are you going to do what Man. you have to do to move I, up? If I could afford it, I, I mean, I would I would stay here. But as as you know, the dollar per square foot, the more you get central, it's the highest it gets, right? So I would just say if you're a consumer, investor, buyer, the way I look at it is the, the core of Austin has a lot more resilience of a value. So even if you're not smack in the middle of downtown, you could even say it's overpriced. Let's just even say that. But I would look around the core and see where, where you could surf like more appreciation, even though the population's growing. Like I think 78724 is pretty hot. And that's not downtown, but it's kind of like the new urban kind of sort of. That's that's the blend where I think there's there's good value because yeah, it is a little crazy down here. So I would say look I, that that's that's the value that I like and I find interesting like culturally and close to activity and stuff like that. I'll I'll end on talking about seven eight seven two four because that is my neighborhood. I live in that neighborhood. I, I love it out here. There's my lot is, I love how big it is. The only thing that I don't love is that I am living in a food desert. Like yeah. there is a Burger King, there's a Jack in the Box <laughs> and that's about it. That, oh, there's a, there's a chicken and fish down mm. here. They just popped up. It's new. So go check them out. But that's the one thing I can say. I mean, that's, the one negative thing I can say, you know, it forces me to cook at home. And especially during these times of a pandemic, I'm not going out to eat as much as I normally would. So it hasn't affected me recently. But, you know, you know, around. that brings me to another just one last thought about it. I think I have a better appreciation when I spend time downtown. Because think about it. How much time do you spend exploring your city, really? like exploring around your house, mm -hmm. you start to get used to it and complacent and you don't go out to explore. So now when I head downtown, I love, I have that appreciation for Zilker Park because it took me 25, 30 minutes to get there, right? Or it took me time to get to the domain. So all of that, um, it's just that appreciation is important. Yes, I love it. Well, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you tuning in <laughs> and, um, <laughs> follow us stay tuned watch for us every friday we're gonna have new content coming at you if everyone wants to go around and just say bye i'm liberty pure realty my phone number is down here text me if you have any questions about 78724 <laughs> <laughs> crystal here keller realty my phone number is right down there 512-650-0401 yeah holler at me if you want to talk more about downtown whether you like it or not my number's right there, 512-669-9000. Everybody, thanks for watching. My name's e I go by Ian of Austin online, and you can just look that up, and you'll find me. My phone number's also down below. Awesome, y'all. Thanks, Bye. everyone. Have Bye. a good weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.